The following episode of Fofop is classified MA. It contains some coarse language, some nudity, drug references, a sex scene, time travel, terrible Batman impersonations, a Charlie Clausen pronounced Clausen shaped hole, and mild coarse language. Fofop advises that the program is not suitable for persons under the age of 15, and minors must be accompanied by an adult guardian or priest. This is John Deke speaking. There hasn't been any great advances in prison rape or space travel. The father of the barn and the holy toast. Hello and welcome to Fofop, I'm Will Anderson. Our guest Charlie Clawson this week is Celia Bacola. Hello. Welcome. Oh, Charlie's my favourite name. Oh, really? For a man. For a man name. Yeah. But what, not a girl name? No. You don't like a Charlie girl? No, even though that is not, not a slide against Charlie What's-Her-Face from High Five. Oh, Charlie. Might... Charlie from High Five. <laughs> I believe her, her last name was from High Five. <laughs> What's your middle name? From. Oh, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, it's, it, no, I think it's a hyphen last name. Oh, it's from right. High Five. From High Five, right. Yeah, her, her parents were Froms. Uh, <laughs> her mum was a from. Her yeah, dad and her dad's high five. high five. Well, they were the high fives. The high fives. Yeah, they were originally fives and they married with the highs. Oh my gosh. Anyway, we can't that get into it. It's such a complicated story. Anyway, I saw her why. episode of Where Did You Come From? Did she do one of those? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Occasionally in this podcast, Celia, I will do things that oh, I, in jokes. my head, are jokes. Right. No, it is. I'm right. very gullible and it is the morning. Okay. It is the morning. I'm this so is, I think gullible. this is actually officially the earliest we've ever recorded one of these podcasts. Yeah. Is it 10? Before 10? Well, we started before 10. Yes. Yeah. It was a pre-10. I don't think we've ever done a pre-10 podcast before. Well, I'll be a bit... Yeah, I'm very very gullible like that. But um, that's funny. But my mind is now distracted by what her episode of... (laughs) Where did you come from? Would be like... No, she was very nice. But my point is, as a boy, Charlie's my favourite. It would always be the character name. Like, do you have... In stand-up, do you have a go-to name if you're doing like a... Like what? Like a little skit. One of my little uh, comedy skits. One of your skits. little comedy skits. Yeah. You know when you're doing a little act out and you have a random name of a person. Right. Yeah. I, under- a- I understand what you mean. I, like, I basically all my people are exactly the same person. Oh, they're back. Oh, yeah. Like it's, but I don't think I've ever actually given that person a name. No way. Well, no. I don't actually. I mine's Brian. If it's a man. Brian. Brian. Right. Like, yeah, yeah, Brian. You know. Yeah. Like, you know, you go to Brian from accounts. Not that I right. have a single joke. About accounts. And you've never given them a name. That's interesting. I, no, I don't. Because I, I, I didn't even think they were the same person at the start. Mm. But then over the years, people have gone, hey, I love how that character keeps coming back. I was like, oh, no, they're different stories. <laughs> different stories about different people. <laughs> but I'll take it, whatever. Yeah, it's probably a psychological thing. So, so Charlie, uh, you like as a boy's name, but not a girl's name. Because I think yeah. Charlie's a cute girl's name. No, I, think I like I like uh, girls' names that are boys' names a lot of the time. Alex. Alex. I have, my, I have a cousin who's a girl, Alex. Yeah, I like that. And that's good. But um, no, I don't know why. I don't know why. I liked Charlie for a boy because I thought it was one that scanned the ages well. Like an old man called Charlie is still pretty cool. Yeah. Like a teenager. Plus Charlie. also you can cruise into Charles. Yeah, exactly. Like Whatever I mean, you, you can ease back into Charles when you get older. What I'm saying is I'm pregnant. And <laughs> Anyone who doesn't know would be like, oh my gosh, so oh, she, lucky. What's she yeah. talking about? So I why don't do you think about baby names so much. I don't. You don't, don't. I'm not. Uh, are you? Anyway. I, do Am you I think pregnant? about having? No. Are you pregnant? <laughs> That'd be a great revelation for the podcast. <laughs> um, We've not really broken any news because that's how you? your podcast becomes. 
you know, you need like oh. you need Todd Glass to come on and say that he's yeah, gay, right? Yeah. And then it's like bang, everyone's talking about the podcast. Well, twice recently. Well, that, not now. That, <laughs> that, that, that is a bad example. It has to be the first time Todd Glass says he's gay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, recently, because I've been thinking about what I'm going to do for my show next year, and I've been talking to a couple of people and gone, "There's a thing that I'm thinking about saying in the show that's a personal thing, you know, but I'm not sure whether or not I want to say oh. it." Yet. And everyone has gone, "Are you gay?" I'm like. Oh. No, I wish. That'd be the best. Right. But also, no, I'm not. Yeah, but also, you would have done your gay show by now. Well. Like, how many shows have you done? How three. many hours? Yeah. Three. i got to be honest with you. If you had, like, a, you know, surprise. Even if there was a chance. If you had a surprise up your sleeve, <laughs> you'd bang that out by show three. You might get show one and two out of, like, you know. Oh, well, you had a, you had a, you had a boyfriend breakup show, right? That was yeah, my, well, that, that was, was my first one. Right? So, yeah. you knocked that out of the way. Yeah. Next year you get you know you get all your opinions out of the way. By year three, when you're trying to get a show together, you're like, what can I do? Oh god! Do you know what? Actually, I do like the I look do of chicks. Like <laughs> um, Where's my done, Barry? I haven't done an I haven't done an real opinion show yet. It's always been they've always been stuff in my life. Do you know what I mean? It's I've never done like a, here's a random a topic in the world or a thing in oh, the right, world yeah. I'm going to talk about. Um, anyway, kids, I really need to talk about it. <laughs> no. I don't, but I am not pregnant and I haven't, I don't know. My sister's just had a baby and this is the first time that I've gone, oh, she's pretty cool. Right. Cool kid, but no, I just, I just don't see how it's possible at this point. I currently have three different phone numbers in three different countries. <laughs> right. Where would my mail go? Where would, where would they send, where would the stalk bring it? Oh, although, like, I've seen some, like, you know, American documentaries and stuff. I think what you're looking at it the wrong way. You're, like, mm-hmm. thinking that the fact that you have three different phone numbers in three different countries mm-hmm. is a downside because you're like, well, how does the baby get to come with me? What you need is three different families in three different <laughs> countries. Because that, that ah. seems to be how they get it done. As long as you have a settled, like I think trying to have some sort of, you know, life where you can't be in all those things. But anytime I see one of those like 60 minute stories, the dude has a life in each of those three places. Mm. And that's how you keep it in track. That's a dude who just hates hotels. Right. (laughs) I refuse to be transient. I will marry someone and impregnate them so that I got somewhere to hang my hat as it were. Well, that's a good idea. Okay, good. What's uh, what's the? Uh, you probably don't want to say what the thing is in the show that you. you no, want, because I haven't it's decided. Obviously, going to be. I haven't decided yet. I don't. But know is what it like a I big? Is it a thing about you? Can we like at least mm. dance around it a little bit before we? Yeah, yeah. It's just a personal thing. It's not. It's not. It's just a thing. It's, it's a thing. A, it's just a. It's just a truth. It's just a thing. Right. But I don't know if I'm ready yet, and there's no rush. There's no. Po- it's one of those things where we wanted to be out there. It's sort of. I don't know. Do you also have one leg like Adam Hills? Because <laughs> that sounds imagine? a little bit like what Adam Hills did. Because for years, Hillsy, if people don't know this, because Hillsy didn't talk about the fact that he only had one foot for years because he was kind of worried that once he talked about it, it's that everything that everyone would talk about. So yeah. he was very keen to, like, you know, get his career, you know, to establish himself as, you know, a two-footed comedian. <laughs> <laughs> Before he went, ta-da, and I've done this. I I, I imagine when Hilsey came out as having one foot, it was much like, um, have you seen The Princess Bride? Yes. Right, okay, so you know the sword fighting scene on the top of the mountain where he reveals, Oh, the left hand. I am not left handed. (laughs) (laughs) I I imagine that's what Hilsey was like. He's like, (laughs) you think these uh, jokes are good for someone with two feet? Well, ta-da. Guess what? Guess what? Only one leg. (laughs) Um, Yeah, kind of like that. And now that I think, because I didn't know that, because I've, you know, did, he's always been 
one-legged, one-legged Adam to you. To me. <laughs> it's like those kids who haven't lived without the internet. Right. They don't know any different. Um, yeah, kind of like that. I don't know. I haven't decided what the next show's going to be because this one was sort of straight stand-up. I don't know. It doesn't matter. It's not like this is not... You don't have to say it here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. But it was just one of those things where I'm more... And then the other night I did... I did a gig that was turned out to be a gay night. Yeah, I didn't now, so know. It was, yeah, surprise gay night. Yeah, which is f- totally fine and right. it was wonderful. But yep. I got up on stage and I this is my favorite <laughs> favorite part of the, the of the gig because I said because if anyone who knows me knows what I look like, so I was wearing black pants and like a white sheer shirt thing with yep. my hair in a ponytail. Yeah, <laughs> and I got up and went hello. Blah, blah, blah. I was talking to a bit about Australia, or whatever, and I said. And here's the thing. I'm straight. I didn't know this was a gay night. This is just how I look. And just spontaneous applause. Right. I am the gayest looking straight person. I'm not sure that you are. I feel like I am uh, like, but here's my thing. Mm -hmm. I'm very lesbian looking. (laughs) (laughs) Like I am, I have a very strong lesbian look. Yeah. Like even today. Like I got a hoodie on, I got my sort of short at the sides. I, I like literally walk into a lot of like gay gigs because I do a lot of gay gigs around LA. They're some of the best gigs around town. Yeah. And because obviously, you know, the nature of my material and stuff, it, it works really well in those rooms. Mm. Um, but I did play one like, and it was like a, like a gay, gay night. So it was, um, uh, it really was like, you know, gay men, lesbian nights. Because quite, quite often, even if you're at a gay night, it will be one or the other. Oh, but this right. was, you know, a very much a mixed, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. gay night. Yeah. And I did look out in the audience and I thought, wow, I have a lot more in common fashion-wise with the lesbians in this room than I do with <laughs> the <Okay>. men. <laughs> I was like... It was good. I, and I, I've thought that I would make a very convincing drag queen. Oh. Like if I drag was dressed in drag, I would look like a man dressed as a woman. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Did you know... Um, uh, Bev Killick was doing, has been doing that. Bev Killick, the Australian stand-up comedian, yes. has been doing... In Melbourne this year, she did a show where she did that. Where she... Uh... Got dressed in drag. I only spoke to her about it briefly, but it sounded wonderful. So she dressed up like a drag queen, like a man, like to the point where they drew on an Adam's apple. Right, so so she was presenting as a woman, yeah. but, but as a, a woman who was being played by a man. man. Yeah. But even though she's a woman. Yeah. Oh, my God, that's some Inception drag I know. Queen. <laughs> I know. Like, that is drag queen babushka dolls. <laughs> <laughs> but I just thought it was. I just thought it was. I think that what's my a great God, idea. That's like I a sexual pass the parcel. Yeah, like every level. Le- you're layer. not sure what. Uh, well, my God, <laughs> that's like the ultimate evolution in sexuality. <laughs> yeah, just keep adding on. Like oh, that would be funny. Then if the drag queen was in dressed, if they dressed the drag queen as a man as well. Right. You oh. could just keep going. You, you could, could just end get... up like the marshmallow man. You right. just end up massive. <laughs> And a asexual. Actually, that right. kind of works. Yeah, eventually. And a sailor. Right. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, anyway. Uh, if you were going to be um, a drag queen, mm-hmm. uh, we've spoken on this podcast a little bit before about the fact that I've already picked out my drag queen name, oh. uh, which is Kerry Man Kennelly. Yay! And basically, I just do uh, the songs that Kerry Ann used to do on her TV show. That would sure. be my my kind of thing. What, 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 what would your shtick be? Oh, I don't style. know. I don't know what it would be. A lot of uh, glitter and things. I don't know. Singing, dancing. 
Well, miming. Talent. This is a thing because I can't. I love the look of people who can sing. Right. But I feels singing is. You know, when people go. I don't know how you do stand up. I don't know how you right. can get up there. I'm that way with singing. Yeah. Nothing fills me with more dread. So, yeah. I would absolutely mime the shit out of stuff. All right. Well, that's good though. That's kind of. I mean, that's the. You you you've come to the right place. Yeah, but then again, I've seen drag shows where they sing, yeah. and they're amazing, but that is what I would be doing. Um, but a lot of glitter and stuff. I don't know. Massive eyelashes. That's yeah. Just what I think. Name? Have you thought about a name, though? No. I'm not good with names. It's, it would have to be like a... Like they, basically, it normally has to be some sort of, like, you know, play on a celebrity's name or, like, some sexual, you know, like, you know... I don't know. you got to be like, uh, you know, uh, I don't know. It's too early for puns. Right, it is too early in the morning. It's too early in the <laughs> morning for puns. Of, I'm thinking of all I have to go on is that, you know, when you do that porn star name, which I've got right. quite a good one, which is Lipstick Skyline. We had a goldfish called Lipstick. Okay, well, that's perfect. There we go. Lipsk- Lipstick Lipstick Skyline. skyline. Yeah. That's a perfect drag queen name. Yay. Don't you think? Yeah. Right. But it's not as funny as Carrie Mancanley. Oh, it's not. But Lipstick Skyline, I imagine, like, you know, you know, I mean, it's all lipstick, obviously. That's got to yeah, be part of it. But also, yeah. I imagine really high shoes. Yeah. Like, you know, oh, very oh, Here's another thing. Because oh, I live in sneakers. Yeah. And once I bought a big pair of crazy heels. Not I literally. Think... You just wear sneakers wow. a lot, right? You're not like that crazy old lady in the shoe. Don't look at my feet. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not far off. Right. Okay. I'm not far off. Um... I bought, I think it was because I was doing a comic strip, Asher Trevins, it was a burlesque uh-huh. night or something. Anyway, I was sure. in like this rockabilly shop and they had these sort of blue blue and red with bow, plasticky, massive heels. And I went, stuff it, I'm going to buy have a pair of crazy heels for right. fancy dress. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I the mean that, that you in even the dress think about, Yeah, wearing When you wear heels, that's fancy it's dress. fancy dress. Yeah, okay. Um, and I bought them and the person in the shop told me that that was the first time that they'd sold a pair of those shoes to a woman. Because <laughs> ah. I have big feet. Right. I have big man feet. Um, I wore them to the gig, though, for about 30 seconds. I made a yeah. joke about them. I'm like, do they look good? And then I went, oh, they went, do you like them? And I went, yeah. And I went, thank goodness, and just took them off. You should have basically up. just said to that woman, you said, I am not a woman. Yeah, I'm I am a really, lipstick really skyline. <laughs> that's what I am. That's what I do. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Oh, that's interesting. Um, did you ever think about doing anything other than standing up comedy for a, a living? I never thought about doing stand-up comedy. How did that work then? Did How did it. that happen? Oh, well, I did drama and writing at uni. Right. So I, all what I knew university that I did you go to? Writing and drama. Deakin, <laughs> Rusden and Burwood. Right. I don't know if you heard about Rusden. It was falling down. It was a piece of crap. And every year, because I was there for, what, three years? And they, every year they're like, we're shutting it down this year. And they'll go, oh, we'll shut it down next year. There was a storm and a wall fell through the ceiling of the student what? area. Yeah. In the gym, there were signs that said, don't touch the walls. <laughs> like, okay. So this was just the drama thing. And then Burwood Camp, the main campus was where all the writing stuff was. Right. And then did drama and theatre. And then, so a little while I wanted to be an actor, but then I gave that away because I didn't think I was going to get anywhere. And I hated the begging. What do you mean? You have to go around going, please pull me in your thing, I'm great, trust me, I'm great, you know, that, auditions and trying to get agents and the, I hated it. So we started a theatre company and did um, some little sketch and that kind of stuff. Anyway, and then I went on a date to the Comics Lounge on a whim in wow. Melbourne. Well, firstly, what a classy guy. No, it was me. I picked it. Oh. Because I didn't know what it oh, was. You, oh, so right. like, oh, first date, what are we going to do? Oh, let's go to this thing. Let's go to the In the back of the paper. You know, when you go, who is looking at these listings? Right. Me. You. 
Kids um, at university. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, cheer, you know, whatever. Oh, sure, why not? All right, um, good. I like it. And then there was an act on who I'd met once before who I thought was super cute and then totally went and talked to him while I was on a date with someone else. Oh, my God. Form. Are you serious? Yeah. I asked him if it was okay. <sighs> what are you asked? Hang on, wait. Let's, uh, we need to... So I was on a first date with this man right. who was nice. Yeah. And, then, and was he and like so, a university man or something? He was a friend of uh, one of my university yeah. friends. Okay. He went to a different thing. All right. Sure. He was so, it was very nice. Okay. Went to the gig. One of the acts on was a guy that I knew, I'd met him once before. Right. Through a friend. So and just for like, the record, like, you know, in defense of this guy that you went to the, co- the comics lounge with. Yeah. Um, you know, you wouldn't be doing comedy if he was more compelling. No. <laughs> Like if he if he had been really delightful or thought of somewhere better to go for a date, you may oh not be doing God. comedy. So he's very important to this story. I always forget about him in this story. He's like he's about... like the other guy who started Facebook. Like, that's what he is. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah. yeah, oh I totally forget about his role in that, but you're absolutely right. correct. Um so I knew so it wasn't like, oh, I'm just gonna go and hit on that guy, but I just went and talked to him, but that's where we swapped. I got his. We swapped numbers, right. and then I never saw that first date guy yeah. again. I started dating this guy, and then he entered me into raw comedy competition without right. telling me as oh. a surprise. Right. Right. Guess what you're doing? Is that a good surprise? It was. It really was. It, I don't it wasn't know that because I you wouldn't do it otherwise. I don't think I would have done it right. by myself. He wasn't. He wasn't like you should do it. You should do it. I w- but I. I doubt I would have entered myself into it. Right. Um, so it was perfect sort of out. So in my mind, if it was terrible, just go, I never said I could do this, you know, (laughs) and then it just went well. I think Gatesy might've been one of the judges that night. I think it was Toby Sullivan was one of the first people I ever met. It was at the Evelyn in Fitzroy and yeah. And then I just went, Oh, that sort of went well. I'll keep doing this until it stops being fun or going well. And it's just sort of. Still going. Still now. going. So seven years in now. Do you, do you know if the guy who went on that first date with you has ever come to see you I do your no show? No idea. I wonder if he follows you. I wonder if he feels like he's part of this story. Oh my gosh! I, I hope know. he does. I hope he comes every year I and he buys a ticket out of respect. Sits at the back. Oh yeah. Right. You know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he brings his new wife. Yeah. He sits there he'd and goes. He had one. He totally had one. He totally had one. He, totally he was one. really nice. Yeah. Right. He was. He was just too. He was too nice. And too sweet nice. Sweet and not. Yeah. You're not preparing to screw me over in the wonderful way that the next one was. To right, exactly. A lot of material. He's probably sitting up the back going, she never would have got a show yeah, in our relationship. Right. <laughs> I've had exes come to shows and spot jokes <coughs> that are about them. Oh, have really? You heard that? That's weird. I, well, I change everything. Like, so every single thing in my show, like every story is normally true or like at least has, mm-hmm. you know, uh, yeah, the basis of what it is is true. Um, but often um, I'll leave, if it's something really personal or if it's something really close, I tend to leave a real gap between when the thing happened and when I will talk about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, just out of respect for the other person. Because my attitude is pretty simple uh, in that um, I chose to do this. Yeah. But I don't feel like that other people chose to do it. And so I kind of say, like, for example, a couple of years ago, I was telling a story in the show about some girl, a girl, a girl I went on a date with. Mm. And one bit of the story was from that date. And two other bits of the story were from other dates with Uh, other people that I kind of just combined it all into this fictional. So it all happened. Mm. Like, it was all true. I just kind of was like, ah, well, this can't really be identified as any one person. Like, you know. Sure. For for that reason, mostly. Mm. I don't want people coming along and going, 
That's yeah, ready. on a, it was a very small thing, and I'm so it could have. There's no way he, I could have denied it. It was just a joke about about I um, uh, I like peanut butter because an ex of mine is allergic to nuts, and whenever I eat peanut butter, I imagine him dying. <laughs> 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 and um, he's I didn't know he did that. I didn't know he was, you know, he was in the show. He started right. coming. He was an ex from when I was like 19. Right. And he's like, that's me, I'm allergic to nuts. You went, I can't help but feel. Like, right. Okay, so I came to the show and I couldn't help but feel. Like, yeah, that's, but I'll, I'll happily stand by that. <laughs> right. Um, but that was very funny. That is funny, though. Oh, yeah, so this guy, he was one of those dudes where I went, oh, at the time, just devastated. And then later in life, they get in touch with you. He got in touch with me and he's... His Facebook f- profile photo that he'd chosen was him fisting a blow-up doll. <laughs> <laughs> and I just went, yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm, all, I'm all right with that now. <laughs> I think I've moved on. <laughs> he chose that. Yeah. But also, like, <laughs> I mean, there's just, I don't know. Look, I've never blown up a blow-up doll. Maybe that's how you inflate them these days. Do they? There might be a pump. There might be an internal pump or something. Still. Give him the benefit of the doubt. Still. Maybe he was, maybe he was delivering a tiny inflatable baby. <laughs> <laughs> like you would deliver a cow. It right. Was up, it was up maybe there, he, no. yeah. Maybe he's an inflatable. Um, he normally works with inflatable pigs and inflatable sheep. Well, yeah. But an inflatable woman was having an emergency well, inflatable he, baby. He looked really pleased. And he, really wow. pleased about it. Well, I mean, that must get you some ladies, I imagine, having. Check it out, ladies. Check it out, ladies. <laughs> Imagine, this could be you. This could be you. Wow. Um, like fisting, too. Like the whole fist. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That feels, yeah. that feels like one of those things that maybe Chris Brown would have as his, right. you know? Like yeah. it doesn't feel like it's... No, no. It was obviously in fun. fun. It was like... Oh, it was it obviously was, in fun. The Bob doll didn't look like... She, oh, she was she having... Was, it, was, it looked like it was consensual right. from the Bob doll. Did she have a surprise look on her face? Come on. She did. That's a hacky joke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it was obviously like... Right. But it, I did, it was just one of those things where I went, yeah, we're very different right. people. Yeah. And I think I'm okay with the fact that that's right. not a thing. That's quite an obvious time to realise that. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's always... But it's, don't you, it's very rare... Like the people who actually—is this getting too relationshipy? I don't know what. Oh, there's no such thing as whatever. There's no rules. This is um, a safe space. Uh, <laughs> um, like when you come out of a relationship, or if you're the one who is still in love with them, right? Or they're, you know, you're the pining one. It's very rare that you get a chance to meet them again and realize that and have the satisfaction of, you know, because if they break up with you and you are very much in love with them, you often go. You spend the rest of your life going, they they were this one who were wonderful and great. Right. So it's really a wonderful thing when you do meet them in later life and go, no, that was the correct thing. Absolutely. And I feel like most of the time that's what, what we do. We torture ourselves with this idea of the impossible. Yeah. Like I was speaking to uh, another uh, uh, comedian mate of ours and um, a really funny uh, guy who I've spoken about on this show before, uh, Tommy Little. Yay. recently, And he was uh, talking to me about the idea of like what he calls the unicorn. Which is this, like, you know, the, like, and I said, like, 
he goes, Cause that one that you're always in love with, like the unicorn. Right. And I was like, I don't know if unicorn's the right word, Tommy. Yeah. Like, unicorns are fictional. Are you talking about a fictional person? Yeah. Is this someone you've made up? <laughs> like, you know, like a horse with a dick on its head. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, anyway, but his idea was that you have that one that you're always like, oh, it would have worked out with that person or it would have been perfect with Timing that person. Timing wasn't right. But right. Whatever. Yeah. But most of the time, I just imagine that, like, you know, mm. that you've just built that up in your head. The person that you think they are is not... And maybe that's why unicorn's a good term for it, because you've created someone that's Mm. absolutely, you know, they're a horse, they're a donkey, but they're not a fucking unicorn, you know what I mean? You've made them into a unicorn. You've stuck the coat on their head yourself and sort of, you know, made them shit rainbows or whatever unicorns do. But, like, you build it up too much. I think that's what it is, right? Yeah. Because we all have, I mean, I, I imagine still, and you're in a relationship, but I imagine still you, like, over the years, there's been someone or something that you go, ah, I want, and it might have even been, like, someone you met once. That's the most ridiculous thing. Mm. Like, the amount of times you meet, you know, you just have, like, one spark with some, like, you know, I've imagined entire, like, uh, relationships with girls who, like, serve you at the veggie bar. Yeah, wow. <laughs> like, That's not hard. Those girls are beautiful. Right. Yeah. But there is literally one day, Justin and I were having lunch there, and we had, like, a Woody <laughs> Allen-esque, like, dialogue with... About your futures with each of them. But with the girl. Like, she was, like... It, her, it was like dialogue. Yeah. Her, everything she said was so sharp and so wonderful. Yeah. And I was just like, that's it. I'm leaving comedy. I'm marrying this girl from the veggie bar. <laughs> Well, because the th- fact that those things do happen, like Woody Harrelson ruined it. Woody Harrelson? Nick- Nicholas Cage. Whoever married the waitress. Nicholas oh, Cage? I think it was Nicholas Cage. Yeah, Nicholas Cage married a waitress. Right. Just ruined everything for waitresses. Right. Because <laughs> I was a waitress for years, and just the fact that that can happen. Right. Or the fact that the one movie executive once ever saw someone on the street and went, you are going to be in my film. The fact that that happened once suddenly changes the rules. Paul Keating married a flight attendant. Oh, really? Yeah. Annette Keating was a flight attendant when they met. Like, so, and she was married to the Prime Minister of Australia. So there you go. It can happen. But that, that whole thing of you can... Right. You go, That's crazy to just go, I'm going to marry that waitress. Right. But... Didn't Matt Damon marry, like... Uh, isn't Matt Damon married to, like, a hairdresser or, or a, like, a something? I don't Matt know. Matt Damon married... I'm going to Google that. We can keep talking. Right. But I, occasionally so, on this... But you know what I mean? Like it's to... not about what they do, but the fact that you, that's where you met them. Right, but that that's what I mean. That could happen. Yeah. I know. It's so... And, and I find particularly now with this whole bloody FOMO and... You know, we're, we all are also used to getting the best. You know, you want everything to be the, the best. What do you mean by that? Tell like me more about that. Like, you won't settle. Okay. People doesn't want, no one wants to settle with, it's got to be amazing, it's got to be amazing. Right, but, is, but isn't that the problem? Isn't that the problem that we're all having at the moment? Like, I don't, don't get me wrong, I think you should get to, you should expect to be able to feel amazing and you should expect to be with someone who challenges you and makes mm. you feel good and is there for you and comforts you and all those sort of things. Mm-hmm. But isn't the reason that 50% of like marriages yeah. end in divorce that our expectations That's are realistically I mean. high? Yeah. Like the thing that I don't get, and I, sp- I mean, I've spoken about this a bit in my shows over the years, but is this mm. idea of the, I think that people have forgotten how shit you are. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, you know, because everyone's always like, well, they don't, they don't do this or they, they annoy me about this. And I'm yeah. like, fuck, you're annoying me just in this conversation. <laughs> like, you should be lucky that that person is... Yeah. I mean, I always think that in a relationship, you know, you're always going to have shit that the other person does that 
um, you know, and I kind of always think of it like a bucket, right? So mm-hmm. for every annoying thing that, you know, they do that you like, you know, that's kind of like you take a, a coin out of the bucket or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, but like you put one back in for every annoying thing that you do that annoys them. And you kind of go, it's only when they become uneven that it's yeah. a problem, you yeah. know, but no one's going to be perfect. No one's going to be like, you know, because yeah. no one is perfect. No, no. And it's a choice and it's, it's, you know, it's, it's working it, choosing to be in it. Right. But also sometimes like even like, you know, you can be with someone who's great for you as in like who is encouraging of you and who is there for you and blah, blah, blah. And you can be bored by that person or you can be not inspired by that person and you can be with someone who, you know, makes your life hard and someone who like, you know, is, you know, challenges you and mm. like some, but you know, you can learn from them and be like, I mean, there's no, I think you should go back and you should marry that Fetubar girl. Right. She's that's, bas- that's basically <laughs> what I was saying. That's exactly what I was saying. <laughs> if you're listening, Fetubar girl, or to be honest, any, any girl who works at the Fetubar <laughs> This is a general invitation to pretty much any girl who does or has ever worked at the veggie bar. <laughs> I think you're really beautiful. hot. I've noticed the people people in hairdressers are so beautiful. Oh, okay. Do you think? Are you, like, as in, like the the hairdressing people, the staff. Yeah. My hairdresser, um, he is a man, uh-huh. um, but all the people that he employs at his business are the coolest, hottest, like rockabilly yeah. chicks you've ever seen yeah, in your life. Yeah, they're beautiful. And th- do you know what? You have to be, not because you have to be, but to be working in an environment surrounded by that many mirrors. Right. Like, I hate going to the hairdresser because I'm forced to look at my face for two hours. Right. Because you just have to stare, you know, and it's just head. It's all face. <laughs> right, it is all cape, face. Like, it's just face. And hair <laughs> slip back and they look, and I always forget to put heaps of, I just have to put on a lot of makeup before I go into the thing. But there I always look at them and go, how oh, you're just so Oh, here we go. Beautiful. Um, all right. While, f- while filming Stuck on You in 2003. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Damon met Argentine-born Luciana Bozan Barroso. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Um, in Miami, where she was working as a bartender. Yeah. There you go. So uh, Damon, uh, Matt Damon married a bartender. So there you go. That's cool. Oh, well, that was probably not much more to that than what we'd already discussed. But, yeah. But see, it can happen. Yeah. Right? Even Matt Damon. I love Matt Damon. I like Matt Damon. Right. I don't mind. I like him. I like when... Do you not like him? No, I do like him. Yeah. Everyone likes Matt Damon, yeah. I think. I have so much more respect for them. when You know when actors, you, you've never seen them do anything funny and then they do a comedy thing and you instantly, your esteem for them is just like, pew, like Kate Winslet when I saw her in Extras. Right. Hilarious. Oh, just went, you're awesome. Particularly when they do comedy well. Yeah, yeah. And I mean like... Most I, of them do. Like right. I, I find, don't you find? Anyway. Well, I, I mean, I think that like some really good actors do comedy really well. Mm. Yeah. And then, I don't know, but not always. Like there are some people I just don't want to see do comedy. Like for example, I was watching um, on the plane, I was watching uh, a Tom Cruise movie, Jack Reacher. Oh, yeah. Right? And like Tom Cruise... It, but, uh, yeah. You know what? It's like, it's one of those movies mm. that... Is almost good. Okay. Like it keeps, you know, you keep going, oh, like, you know, maybe this is, maybe this is good. And then he'll just say something or do something where you can tell the character, 
like the way that that character's written because I, I don't I haven't read the books but they're based on like you know some quite famous books and the character's quite beloved from what I understand and there was times where you could tell he was doing dialogue that is very much like probably what the character in the book would say mm-hmm. but was not convincing with uh, the Tom Cruise played Jack Reacher character if you know what I mean like right. there was a and he's a guy for example who like you know. Tom Cruise, like, you, you happily see him make a Mission Impossible film, but you don't want to see him do a comedy. Like, do you know what I mean? It's just going to hurt Although, you. Although, in, um, what's Macaulay? Ben Stiller's film. Oh, right. That so was pretty funny. It was pretty funny, but again, here's what I would say about that. Mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of funny, but then the second time that they tried to, like, um, you know, belt that character out to do other things, I was like, not funny anymore. Did they get him out again? Yeah, they got him out for some uh, movie awards and he did, a, like, a oh. live performance at, like, oh. maybe the MTV Awards or, like, one of those sort of things. And I was like, no, 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 no. That was, it was funny where it was. Don't... Yeah. Like, you know? You know, he went very quickly from, oh, that was pretty funny to, oh, it's Gangnam Style. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe it. I haven't watched Gangnam Style Man's new thing, but... But it's, he's got another one. Yeah, he's got another Well, he had, like, a lot before that. He was the equivalent of, like... So he'd done six albums or something. So ah. Yeah. So it was, like, the equivalent of that thing of just, like, him blowing up based on... Yeah. Right. Um, in Australia, I saw on, like, one of the Today, you know, breakfast... Morning breakfast thing of ours. Yeah. It was so funny. Christmas time, there was a guy who does it who's famous in Perth. Famous. You know, inverted commas, um, in Perth for his Christmas lights. And this year he oh, right. based his Christmas lights on Gangnam Style, right? Right. And but, were, but was it with Perth celebrities or with no, other no, celebrities so from it was anywhere? Just, it was just the lights on his house right. were, looks a bit like Gangnam Style and went, played, the song played and they flashed in time to the song. Oh, right, great. Right? Okay, sure. Now, they did a live cross to him and he right. was like, he was telling him how he had to shut it down because they put a video of it on YouTube and it already had uh, over a thousand hits and he doesn't he couldn't handle the the we couldn't handle the uh, attention. <laughs> He's like, you know, I can't have that. Like, you never know. There might be ten thousand people walking down the street, so we've had to take it down. We've decided didn't, to take it down. Didn't want it. Yeah. Couldn't handle the heat. Yeah, yeah. Size had a billion looks, and this yeah. guy couldn't handle a thousand. It was just so but sweet. That's it. Some people aren't born for show business. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, oh no, we're just, it's for the best. It's for the best so we're all safe and we don't want to have a million people wandering down our little street. I also think that, like, I mean, Gangnam Style is in the true spirit of Christmas. Like, yeah. I mean, that's... It's really what it's about, isn't That's it? what it was you all know, about. You know, you want a pony for right. Christmas. Well, when the three wise men arrived, <laughs> they weren't actually on horses. They were all just doing Gangnam Style through the desert. A lot of people don't know that, but that's where it came from. <laughs> I would watch that. <laughs> right. <laughs> sunglasses on. Um, uh, yeah. Are you a music fan? I don't know. I don't get any sense about you, about like whether you like like the musics or not. I am not an expert of anything. I like music a lot, but I know nothing about it. I don't know who it is, what it's called, what it's, who it's by, where it's from. Right. But I listen to it and I like it and I hear it and I like it, but I don't know anything. What do you like? What are you into? Like, I mean, you know, what do you do like for fun and in your spare time and stuff? Uh, things or music? Either. No, no anything. Nothing. I want to no. know what you like. Oh, yeah. So nothing. This is nothing. This is, this at is all. the fear. This television, is the movies. Um, music, I watch television, but clothes. It's, it's pretty much no. Don't like clothes. No, it was very happy history, that I education, to books. No, nothing. No, nothing. Water skiing, <laughs> <laughs> jogging. No, it's going pretty to the much gym. My my. If you were filling out a CV, what would you put under hobbies? Right, an no. emoticon for Sai. That would be. <laughs> um, 
so much. I, it's really comedy. Comedy is my world. I'm right, either okay. doing it or writing it or thinking about writing it or watching it. Or it's terrible. I would really like to. I need to organize my time better to have some a life, something yeah, to talk about. It's not. It's not. It's something that I. I mean. I, people have heard me talk about this again recently. It's something that I find myself is that because I'm doing so much comedy and yeah. because I'm traveling so much doing comedy, you never get that down so, time to just go, what would I like to talk about? Or what, yeah, because you're always thinking about comedy. Yeah. You know, you're always doing gigs. I mean, I even came out the other night to see you do a show at the <laughs> yeah. improv here in town. Whoops. Which um, we'd, uh, we'd been drinking during the day. Yep. So that, in our defense, <laughs> we had been drinking during the day. So. I didn't get it wrong. I was told anyway. Right. It was the wrong. Show. Anyway, it was the wrong show. Yeah. Um, but. but so I went to the early show, and um, and you weren't on the early show. But a, a friend of the podcast, Dave Anthony, was on the early show. So I thought, you know what? I'll just stick around. I'll eat some comedy club nachos. I'll drink a giant beer. Yeah. I'll watch the early show. Because I'd really struggled to get there, even for the early show. Because you as you work. know, we'd been drinking all day. Yeah. And. Uh, I um, had done that thing of getting back here to the hotel. And you know that you, there's that hour where you're like, right, Ugh. if I have a shower and I pull myself together and I give myself a talk, I can make this shit happen. But there's another part of you that's like, there's no down, shame mate. in just going to bed, mate. No <laughs> shame in just lying down. Sure it's, sure, it's Saturday night in Hollywood and your friend's doing a gig at a club that's only realistically 10 metres down the road. But ah. just have a lay down. It's fine. Just have a little... Let's have a lay down. Anyway, I made it. I made it out. I paid for a ticket to a comedy club. I sat there. I had my two drink minimum. Mm-hmm. I ate my nachos. And then, because uh, you left, because uh, we well, had a little drink at the start, and then you went off to prepare because you were on the, the next Santa show. show yep. um, and then so uh, halfway through the show, as I'm sitting there enjoying, you know, topping up my alcohol intake for the day and eating my nach- comedy club nachos, uh, Brian Posehn, who was hosting the show, has mm. come over and said, hey, one of the acts hasn't turned up. Will you do some standing-up comedy? And yeah. I was like, of course I will, as I went up there full of comedy club nachos. <laughs> I can't believe I didn't say it. In my mm. flip-flops. Um, no, it was fun, actually. It was a really – it was a it was a fun show. But, mm. but again, I, like, it was one of those things where I was just going, even the fun things that I'm doing – even the things that I'm like, oh, that's an exciting night out. You go out and you do something and something happens. But it's still all about comedy. comedy. Yeah. I'm at a comedy club and I got up and did a fun spot at a comedy club that I wasn't meant to be on. But it's all still comedy stories. Yeah. Like it's not real life stories. I know. I know. And it's something that I've thought more about and I'd like to do. But I just I just don't have interests. At well, all. Well, I do. I mean, I watch movies and I listen to music, but I don't. It's always writing, which yeah. is... Okay, so, but what would you be... Okay, if if you were going to have two weeks where you weren't allowed to do comedy, you could do whatever you wanted to do for those two weeks, right? Uh, finances, doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, literally just, you've got two weeks off, the only proviso is that you, there's no uh, budget and yeah. that you c- c- are not allowed to do comedy. But you can do whatever else you want. You can sleep for two weeks if you want. It doesn't uh, matter. Right. But you can just do whatever you want for two weeks. What do you do? Well, if I can't write, I probably, my mind goes beat somewhere swimming. Swimming? Beat. Like a beach. Beach? Like a beach and swimming and reading. Okay. Yeah, that's good. And stuff. Like I'm not a, I'm not like I don't want to go skiing or on a boat or whatever. I don't know. Hanging out. It's always just hanging out with 
pals and right. stuff. Right, okay. Well, that, so you're a, are you a friend person then? Are you a social, like, do you... Kind of, but I'm, I'm turning into a worse and worse friend just because I'm never right. around. You're never around. And in, you know, stuff Then it's very up. easy not to be around. Yeah. Because people assume you're never around. Yeah. So even sometimes you're at home and you just assume that people think you're overseas so you hide in a cupboard. Yeah, <laughs> I know you. Don't answer the phone. Hello? Are you in Amer- I'm in America right now. Uh, really? I just saw you on 50th Street. Oh. Um, it's interesting. I don't know. I just like making stuff. I like working with people and making stuff. Well, that's okay. That's I'd good. I'd like to be able to but... do a thing with my hands. Oh, okay. Like, like a make it, like a ma- yeah, like, like a... to actually make things. Yeah. Uh, right now, Celia is making a uh, hand gesture that could be ironing, <laughs> could it's be planing ironing. something. In my head, it's planing. Yeah, planing. that wooden. Wood You're planing. Thing. What yeah. were you planing? A plank. A plank. <laughs> <laughs> is planing the one where you're shaving bits of yeah, wood off it? That's right. See, yeah. natural. Right, a natural. Yeah, I imagine. I don't know if you've ever seen the uh, television show NCIS. Have you no, ever seen I that know show? We'll, I would have, yeah. Right, Mark Harmon. Is that his name? Mark Harmon? Does anyway. he play stuff? He's, uh, he, yes. Does he? Yeah. He's, so he, he basically is the boss of the, the NCIS, which is some sort of naval military police thing. Right? Oh, naval. Yeah. Oh. And... Uh, <laughs> I didn't know that's what they is. <laughs> and um, so he, um, uh, he uh, for work, uh, no, for um, re- relaxation, mm. in his basement of his house, mm. he's building a boat. And so basically, yeah, the last scenes where they'll have somewhere where he's uh. by himself and he's like, you know, alone drinking in the middle of the night, being mysterious, he's often planing. Yeah. Yeah. What do you do? What's your hobby? Well, I, I mean, you know, the reason I ask is because I think that I probably don't have enough external hobbies but either. You, you're in the you are very much into the news and things. Oh yeah, but I wouldn't consider the news to be my hobby. <laughs> like you know, I I'm into the news because I feel like I have a responsibility as a you know. But I kind of feel like a lot of those things that I watch, hmm. you know, I watch a lot of television and watch a lot of movies and stuff. Based on that, I should be watching that movie rather than going. I watch it. Yeah, I really want to go and see this thing. Mm-hmm. I went to Iron Man three. Oh, yeah. at, at the movies by myself on Friday because I had had a. <laughs> this is probably well, this is probably a sign of how I, I probably need to get a life. So on Friday, um, for the probably the the first time since I've been coming here to America, I mm-hmm. felt like I had a really really good day. Like I felt like Friday was a day where I was like, ah, like it's still a million miles away from anything good actually happening but you know that first time where you just go ah all right well it's not now i'm in the same room with the people that i want to be in the same room talking about things that we all agree would be fun to do yeah like i'm like okay it felt like a day where it it was a breakthrough Mm -hmm. it felt i've been coming here really this is like my fourth year coming here on and off and it felt like the first day where i was like i could celebrate something today but it's not really big enough to sell. Like, it's not like there was anything to actually celebrate. Yeah. I step just, in the right direction. Right. Though, I yeah. just knew it was an important day. I knew something had gone on that day that I probably should just give myself at least half a fucking moment to go, well done, you've worked pretty hard and now at least you've got to here, right? Yeah. But you can't really celebrate that with friends. You can't ring up and go, hey, I've got a vague sense that things are going better. Let's have a drink. <laughs> Quite champagne, but it's at right. least foreign beer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I decided that I would go to the movies and see Iron Man 3 by mm-hmm. myself. It felt like a very indulgent thing to do on a Friday afternoon. 
Um, and so I, I went and, you know, watched Iron Man 3. That was basically my equivalent of, like, having a, a night off. I went and watched Iron Man 3 mm. by myself. Well, that's... Well, that's... Uh, it's just... I find it so tricky, that kind of stuff. Like, yesterday was the first day I had completely on my... Uh, at home trying to get emails and writing done. Right. But you just so... It's so lonely. <laughs> and so, you know, like, some days it just can be... Sometimes I, I am jealous of having an office environment, and that right. sounds crazy. But in the UK, the best time that I had in the UK over two years was there was a period of six weeks where I was writing uh, f- out of BBC radio mm-hmm. comedy, 10 to 6, and then gigged at night, and it was the best. Just to have a place to go where there are other people around and feeling involved in a thing and having a sense of satisfaction, you know, at the going out and at a lunch hour and getting right. <laughs> lunch and doing that kind of stuff. But, yeah, I don't know how you... Celebrate because, yeah, when there's no one around, I don't know. I'm drink, I'll go out and drink. But how do you, like, I mean, how do you deal with that? Because, see, I don't really mind not having other people around, but it seems to me like you like having other people around. How do you deal with I the do, road? Yeah. I'm trying to get better at, I've been sending draft texts to, to myself or sending a text to someone and then not sending it because I'm trying to, because I've been doing this for seven years now and I have to not treat everything like such a big deal. What do you mean by that? Like, like when I had to, got here and I was about to do my first gig yep. here, I was going to, my urge was to send a text to my friend who's here to go, I'm about to go do my first gig. And then I just went, no, don't send it. They're not going to do anything. Right. They're still going to do it. Right. Let's just try and hand deal with this on our own because this is my job now and this shouldn't be, oh, what am I going to do? I shouldn't need a pep talk through everything. Right. So I'm trying to do that a little bit more. But I do, you do want to talk to someone, you know, you want to call someone and go, like the fact that you went to the movies, didn't you want to sort of call someone and go, hey, this thing? I don't know if I did, though. That's, that's interesting because I think that I obviously have been doing this a lot longer than you. And I feel like at some stage I would have wanted to. Mm. Like there would have been a point in my life where the first thing I was like, that, yeah, gather everyone around. Yeah. But then now there's a part of me, I think, just because I've been on the road for so long, used to being by yourself, that yeah. goes, oh, I could call someone. But then, like, what if I just want to go home after the movie finishes? Like, <laughs> and I have to talk to them and then we're stuck out doing something. And it's like. <laughs> That's a weird thing. Like, you know, when you see someone on the street that you sort of know and you avoid them. It's oh, not because in, right. if it, you it, just spot someone. You, you spot somebody and you make a decision in that moment. Yeah, to that look. You're just like, I won't look because. Well, it's not about. Why? It's not about. I'm not worried about saying hello to them. Yeah. It's, I'm worried about saying goodbye. Right. Hi, it's fine. Yeah. Hey, how's it going? It's the getting out of that. So I'll see you around. No, I won't. We haven't said it. You know, like right. someone from high, it's really awkward fade out. So that's what I'm avoiding. I'm not avoiding saying hello to them. Happy to say hello. But there's no easy out. There's no have a nice life. You know, there's right. no... I, Good I, to see you. I have an example of this. It happened two days ago. All right. I was at Whole Foods... Um, and I walked down the same aisle as uh, Ben Mendelsohn, the Australian oh, actor Ben Mendelsohn. <gasps> I love Ben Mendelsohn. Well, I know Ben Mendelsohn. Do you? But I've not seen Ben Mendelsohn in, like, I like to say Ben Mendelsohn, by the way. Ben Mendelsohn. You can't say Ben. Is ben, ben Mendelsohn. Ben Mendelsohn. That was a good name choice. Right. Um, ben Mendelsohn. Also, uh, one of my favourite ever Greg Fleet uh, routines from his show, 10 Years in a Long Sleeve Shirt, yeah. which he did about 15 years ago. Um, where he talked about uh, the fact that when he was in Melbourne uh, in the early 80s and he used to do heroin with a famous Australian actor. I won't name him, but let's just call him Men Bendelson. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a joke, I assume. Yeah. And um, <laughs> so uh, Men Bendelson or Ben Mendelson, mm-hmm. uh, if, if people don't know who he is, um, if you saw The Dark Knight uh, Rises, 
um, uh, he was the 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 he bad guy. He was the bad guy. He was good at being a bad. He was great at being a bad, and he's in everything now. Like he's Is in he? heaps of American movies. It's good. great. He was in a great Australian movie called Animal Kingdom, but he's been a great Australian actor for. A I long remember time. he was in Cozy, wasn't he? Right. Yeah. Yeah, I love that movie. And the Henderson Kids, I think. Ah. <laughs> like, or you know, one of those shows yeah. back in the the day. Um, but anyway, um, uh, I, I know so, Ben. Mm. I assume that he would still like you know we've been around long enough that I assume he would probably still know who I was mm-hmm. and and I didn't say hello because I was just like well I would have liked to say hello but again I that's about it yeah. I wouldn't have really known what yeah. we would have stood awkwardly talking I would have said hey I yeah. saw the Dark Knight Rises must have been uh, yeah things are going well because it's particularly if you haven't seen it for ages right it's, it's you've got to do the so what are you doing right and it goes on and on and on. By the way, I've been here for a week and a half and I've not seen anyone What do you mean? Famous no celebrities? No. My friend here saw Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Uh, JJL, I think you'll find. Oh, That's is what it? Called him J- oh, J- do we? JJL. <laughs> JJL. No time. No, no time. time. No time for Joseph Gordon-Levitt. And JGL. they also saw Louis Theroux. Oh, right. Yeah. And Ooh. I've just seen a bunch of tiny dogs. Right. Um, <clears throat> you've not seen one celebrity? No. Nah. At all? No. Normally they just you can't go anywhere but for where seeing do you, celebrities. Where do you? Oh, I don't really. Uh, Starbucks. I'm usually dressed like I'm feeling. Got to go to Starbucks. Anyway. Starbucks. Yeah, Starbucks. You'd be surprised how much celebrities like shit coffee in this country. Ah. Uh, so Starbucks, okay. mm-hmm. uh, the gym. I guess you haven't. Oh, I'm not probably haven't been going to the gym. No way. The gym is a good place to celebrity spot though. No. Nah. Because they're trapped and they're <laughs> lured there. Surely but, they'd have private things. Well, that's what you would think, right? And I assume that some of them do, the ones you don't see at the gym. But yeah. the ones you do see at the gym, I mean, I guess that, like, a gym's still a gym. It's not like, you know, the red-headed dude from Modern Family's like, no, I'm, I'm doing so well that I've got my own private gym. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a strange thing because they're, they're all here. They live here. Yeah. Like, I, this I, is like Mecca. just seems so far away that they're not real people. Of course they are, but... Oh, no, I understand what you mean. They're movie stars yeah. in Australia. Yeah. And you'd be excited if you saw one of them. But here, this is just where they live. But it's weird to think that they have houses and a shop. They go to the shops. They go to the shops. They go to the shops. Yeah. It's a scandal. I know. I saw Ben Mendelsohn at Whole Foods. <laughs> <It's a little laughs> at Whole Foods. I did see uh, Henry Rollins once buying uh, wow. fruit and vegetables. And that's one of those things where you're just like... I shouldn't have seen I this. I just don't feel like I should be... He should be buy, I think he should be smashing fruit... Yeah. Like he smashes the state or something. I don't know, but no. he should be angry at bananas. Oh, real life yeah. is weird. Um, anyway, Do so... You, well, yeah. what about celebrities then? Would you be excited to see someone? Was it like, are you excited by celebrity? There are people I love. There, so, as I say, I'm not really an expert at anything, but there are a few things. Uh, growing up, I loved Rick Mail. Oh, from the young I love ones. Rick Mail. Yeah. Yes. He used to do a show where he told fractured fairy tales on the ABC oh, yes. called Grim Tales. Yes. And I used to rent the VHS every week and I love him okay good um I love a lot of English people I love David Tennant which is a later thing now and right. Simon Pegg I love them um Americans Tina Fey I love which is a goal and then also I know everyone would say this but from watching the show there is stuff where I go ah that was you stole that out of my head which right. is you know and I hate I worry about being here and you know doing people thinking that it's a comparison you know they're just sort of I'm not trying to compare myself to her, but sort of that right. there's stuff. What you're saying is that you're worried am, that people will compare you directly to Tina Yeah. Fey. Well, yeah. they'll think I'm a shitty. I'm trying to right. do, 
that. I don't know, because we're both brunettes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I just respect what she's done. I like that that path of yeah. the writer, writer before we're doing books and that kind of stuff. Um, who else do I love? I like Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, do you? I can't believe he's real. Do you? Is he I like? like okay, no, no. I don't want. I want to just talk about Leonardo DiCaprio for a yeah. minute because out of all those ones, like yeah. the others, all make sense to me. Yeah, right? well, I'm just thinking big stars here. Right. I, I haven't always loved him, but he's he's just someone who's on my mind because marketing works, and there's a lot of b- billboards around for the, the Great, great Gatsby. Gatsby at the moment. Right. But I noticed you didn't roll in here going, "I really love Joel Edgerton." You rolled in here saying that I really love. Well, he's you know, got more of a history. Like, Romeo and Juliet was pivotal. He is... Um, but here's the thing about Leonardo DiCaprio, is yeah. that he just, like, is a... You know, like, I don't think there is a... Is it compulsory for models to have sex with him? Like, is it compulsory? I don't know. It must like, be. he literally must go to, like, America's Next Top Model, like, it's Sushi Train. <laughs> like, I have one of those ones. I'll have one of those ones. Like, it just seems like every... And yeah. girls love him. Yeah. And yet, to me, and don't get me wrong, I think he's a, a great actor. And I, like, there's so many movies that he is in. Like, I thought he was great in Django. Like, uh, he's, he's great in Inception. Like, there's heaps of things that I really like that he's in. Yeah. Um, but he always, to me, just feels like he's a little kind of puffy these days. Do you know what I mean? Like, he always looks a little bit like, you know, like a boy puffed into a man or something. Does that, <laughs> does that make like sense? boy. Congratulations. But there is that something about like him really that women are like... a really bad 21st speech. You know, when you finally puffed, puffed into, into a man. man. <laughs> we were so proud. So proud. To our puffy man boy. Um, uh, well, for me, I mean, yeah. it's a type. It? It's a type. It's a non Like, that's why type to a T is non- non-threatening. Man boy. Men, boy men. Right. Like, my boyfriend is, is, is perfect for me because he is a man who is bo- he's a man boy. Because I always thought, as I was growing up, I'm like, I'm going to be screwed right. when I'm old because I'm going to be dating boy. children. Yeah, yeah you're <laughs> going to be dating children. You're never host collectors. <laughs> no. Um, uh, but, but, then, but then it is possible that some that men can retain that, like Leonardo. You just needed to find uh, yeah, your Michael boy. J. Fox. Your, oh, see? Yeah. Exa- perfect. I am as well. Which he is, by the him. way. Like, your your boyfriend is a like man a man boy. boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he, like, um, he's, is he 40? Is he in his 40s? Yeah, he, you would never know it to look at him. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Late 20s, maybe, you'd say, early 30s. Yeah, he's like, just, but he's, he's, he's got that. And I he'll, he'll always have, it's that, it's just a, it's, I don't like men that look like men. Right. You know, like... <laughs> I am gay, aren't I? You are. I think you are. I feel like... I feel like that's... I mean... All evidence Can seems to point towards that. You know what? <laughs> I think about it. I am gay. <laughs> All right. Wow. Well, that's good. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for seeing me. What do I owe you? Um, this has been a good session. This is two in a row. Last last episode we had uh, Dave Anthony on. Well, a couple of episodes ago we had Dave <laughs> Anthony on, and he was talking. He was coming out as not being angry anymore, right? Because he's he thinks he's trapped inside his persona of being angry, and he doesn't think he's angry. So that was a big revelation. And now we've got. Did through. he think of that? Had he been thinking that for a while, or yeah. did that sort of no? Come he'd, out right? he'd he'd been thinking about it for a while. Would like, you do that? Do you think you'd ever change? I'm interested about that, like yeah. the way, the style in which your your comedy. Is. I have, and we've spoken about this a little on the right. podcast before. But I um, 
I, when I put my DVD out, I used it as an opportunity to change style almost completely. Now, I'm not sure that every like single person who like, but I think you as a comedian would notice the differences. Yeah. I mean, even like really mechanically things. And again, I have spoken about this before, but I, you know, I put the microphone in the stand. I don't take it out of the stand now. I work from the center of the stage. I don't work big energy. Like, there's a lot of different things that I do yeah. now that are different. Because um, I just think as you like as you get older, you should change yeah yeah like I, I, i've never felt like particularly trapped inside of a sauna because mm. the, the the nice thing about people like the annoying thing about people thinking i'm adam hills is that people think i'm adam hills that's no offense to adam hills it's just that every day it will happen at some i know stage, and we talked right? about that and i, I didn't realize it was such a, yeah. i always thought it was just like yeah ha 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 no one's really yeah. doing it are they oh they're actually doing it but gosh. the best thing about it is it just is a constant reminder that you can never think that you're particularly important or interesting yeah. or famous. Because, like, in Australia, like, there wouldn't be many comedians who are better known than Hills or I, and yet mm. most people still think we're the other person. Yeah. <laughs> so I always kind of think that, you know, people get too hung up on the idea of people expect me to be like this or people expect me to do this. Yeah. I just kind of, like, I think people expect you to try to be good. Mm. Like, you know, and that's about it i don't think your people are so locked into you doing one thing or the other thing or the percentage of those people will be so small that you know you should always try new things i mean i've always been attracted to artists who try new things anyway like uh, that's what i always say to people about like pj harvey's one of my favorite artists and the thing i love about her is like each album is different like one she taught herself to play the piano and did it that way and then another yeah. one's like a rock album and then the next one's kind of like this different thing yet again but what I like about her is that I like some of those things more than the other things. But I like that she's never staying still. She's always taking a risk. She's always going, how can I make this thing more interesting than the last thing? Mm. I think that's what you owe an audience. I don't think you owe an audience just keep doing the same shit as, you know, you did last time. Because I, I, I think you go backwards if you do that as well. Yeah, and I don't think I'd ever do a major thing like, oh, now I'm going to do characters. But I've thought about it. Right. Not that I want to do characters, but that kind of thing. But it's because it's for me it's well I mean quite you'll, you'll have all your new gay stuff so yeah no I mean, there's that what if I like honestly what do you I'm mean what if you bit, are well I'm not what if I, I don't, I'll just I mean you'd probably know no I know I'm not no you might but, just be gayish you're gay um, light I just I just oh, we'll you know what you're, no, you're, you're, you're like a um, you're the opposite you know how there's some straight acting gays you're a gay acting straight <laughs> <laughs> I just, um, it's an interesting, because I was raised very much a tomboy. Yeah, so why were you raised like that? Well, see, this is all too deep to get into, but very manly man-dad. Okay. So try to be very manly to connect. Yeah. And then as an adult, really rejected that type of man for myself. So. Okay. If that makes sense. Oh, that's, that, that to a psychologist, that'll make a lot of sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that feels like that'll make, that'll make yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah, right? because, so, yeah. So I've sort of ma- I sort of made myself, rather than dating my father, mm-hmm. I have made myself my Your father, father. <laughs> and I'm dating the opposite of him. Right. I'm dating. <laughs> yeah. No, no, that makes sense. <laughs> anyway, that'll be the next show. No, no I, I like that. That's good. Um, that, that, I, I quite like that because that is essentially when he gives you the whole, like, Star Wars, I am your father. You go, no, I am, I my, am father. my father. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Oh, right. my gosh. Um, but with, like, the, 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 the type of comedy, I feel like it's changing a bit for me, but I never made a choice. You know when people go, what's your character? What's your 
persona on yeah. stage. I never chose. I never went, well, I'm going to be a comedian who does it like this. It's just sort of whatever. That's just what came out. I feel like I, the people who do choose are the ones. I mean, I, I look, you know, maybe for years, I think maybe I did let, you know, I made choices, like mm. thinking that I was one thing or another thing. Or, you know, what other people tell you you are. You know, mm. that's often the worst thing. Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You go, oh, well, people have said I'm this. So, because yeah. I, I think a lot of the time people don't know what they are. Like yeah. you're desperately, when you first start out, you're desperately going, someone tell me that I'm good. Yeah. Someone tell me that I can do this. Someone tell me that I don't have to go and get another job. Um, you know, tell me what I'm doing. Because I have no idea what I'm doing. Yeah. Tell me what's working. Tell me what I'm good at and I'll do that. Please just accept me, right? Yeah. And then I think that hopefully as you get older, you start to go, no, 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 I'm going to make my own choices and try to make those things work. It was a very good thing that you said the other night, which I think is worth saying for your listeners, about people who offending you. That helped. That was that we were nearly. No, when we were drunk, when we were at the thing. When did you we were, just remember just the story? Remembered when we were drunk. You, remember, you, got, you got drunk. On the memory of how yeah. drunk we were at that story. <laughs> no, about you don't, if someone says something to uh, or to upset you or something, oh, criticism. Oh, okay, so. And you, you right. are only offended. By I understand. Said, yes. Yeah, okay, so Have this, this is what before? I was saying was. I think it's important and good. Um, yeah, all I was saying about criticism is that, uh, and we were speaking in relation to things A like review. Twitter and feedback oh. and reviews and stuff, but. Sorry, I almost no, dropped my coffee. And it was such a great <laughs> catch because. Like, Celia is just kind of like, the coffee's overbalanced. And you, like, the look of panic on your face was like it was a child for a start. I really like coffee. And it was going to spill. But also, that's a coffee you've had for an hour now. Ages. It's got to be cold, right? It is cold. So, I'm not really doing it as much. No. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, good save. Good save. Thank um, you. Uh, we were talking, yeah, in relation to Twitter and stuff like that. But I think it just implies in, applies in general when it comes to criticism, which is the idea that criticism should only have the capacity to hurt you mm. if you believe what they are saying has some element of truth. Yeah. If someone is criticising you about something that you know is not true, then... Don't let it hurt you, and it shouldn't hurt you. Mm. And the only times that criticism should hurt you is if someone says something, you go, you know what, I actually know that at least that is in part true. Then you know what, then maybe you should be addressing that thing, mm. regardless of how well the criticism was delivered. Like the amount of times, like, you know, I, I've never subscribed to the idea of like, I think way back I used to say to people I didn't read reviews. Mm-hmm. But I just felt like that was a really impractical way to live my life. So now what I tend to do is I will read all good reviews. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, if, if someone says, hey, you've got a good review, I'll, I'll read that. Mm-hmm. And I will read well-written bad reviews. I don't right. tend to read, if something's just a diatribe or something's, you know, then maybe I avoid that. But how do you know that? Do you have someone screening? I mostly have someone, yeah. Like, or I'll get someone to check it out first or, I'll, you know, it's yeah. easy enough to do. Um, yeah. And uh, and you'll find out. Like that's the other thing. Like I mean, it's not a world we live in where someone won't let you know. I know. And which was part of the reason I started reading them again was because there was a period of time where you didn't have to. But then there was this second period of time where it was like, if you don't read reviews, it just means that someone's going to come up to you and go, oh, oh right. I saw that thing in Beat, and then just shake their head. And then for the rest of the day, you're like, where's fucking Beat? Was yeah. it good? Was it bad? <laughs> like, so I thought it was better to be across it. And on Twitter and stuff. All right. Sending it directly to you. Oh, they send you. it to you. Like, or linking you in or yeah. whatever. Yeah. So I figured I just might as well get across it. And the interesting thing is, I, what I've found is that even in reviews where I disagree with a lot of it, um, if, if, if there's one little you know, thing there or one little bit of criticism and it's helpful, I just think, oh, well, I'll take that on board. Mm. You know, 
I still reserve the right to think the person's a fucking idiot. But, you know, if, if there's a bit of helpful advice or whatever, then you might as well take yeah. it. And so I think that's, yeah, I do think that is important to kind of be able to differentiate between those things. But it also depends on what time of the day it is. Like, I think people have to remember that it's all well and good to have these sort of rules. But sometimes you accidentally, was that I'm the door? Here, I don't know, my way. Hang on, you keep talking and I'll say the boss. I don't know how to keep talking without you. I should do secret, secret missions for you. It's a man oh, with her. It's a man yeah. with her. Oh, hello! Hollywood, this is just what happens. That yeah. is a large ST. How are you? I'm good. You're Dave Anthony's here. Yay. We're finishing up. Yeah, Dave Anthony just came in. So, she's very funny. Do you want to sit down for a second? Just Come while we finish we've been getting, we've been getting. I like this. Deep. I like this idea that we've got like a, a you know special guest star. Just yeah. This is like a hook through to. I feel you know what this feels like. Yeah. I, I finally caught up with uh, Dave. Uh, wrote on uh, the Talking Dead, which was a show that like was after the Walking Dead. Show about a show. Show about a show. Awesome. And uh, so I um, just finished the second half of this season of the Walking Dead uh-huh. uh, over the weekend because I had fallen a bit behind. And uh, there's a scene, oh, this is a big spoiler alert, but I won't give away too much, but there's a, Walking Dead's very big on that thing of going a whole episode where nothing really happens. Yep. And then right at the end, oh, much right. like this, there's like, oh shit, I've, <laughs> shit, I've got to watch the next episode. It's like shit's going on. Yeah. But there's a character that dies in a scene, and I, I won't give too much detail in case people haven't watched it yet, mm-hmm. but um, basically someone's about to turn into a zombie and they're in a room with someone trying to escape. So they're trying to escape from their bonds in the amount of time that they have before this person turns into a zombie and, and kills them or zombifies them or whatever you know they're going to do. Yeah. And if this person spends way too much time giving concerned looks to the camera uh, and right. nowhere near right? enough time cutting... Because yeah. it's like a, like you know, it's a race. Like yeah. the zombie's about to come, and you've got to get the things. Yeah. And yet there's so much time that that character spends. And after everything that person has done through the entire series, at that point, that person's like, "Oh, I'm not just going to take all my time to cut just this." Just like it all cutting. goes. Everything she's done goes out the window. Right. Or he or he. Oh, hey, yeah. Hey, uh, yeah. yeah, no, Everyone watching it, did you also notice whether he, he or she's feet and how incredibly manicured they were? I know. For someone who's been living in a post-apocalyptic world. That's like the whole thing when, the, you know, early morning in movies when they wake up with full face and makeup and yeah. make out straight away, like, never happened. Uh, yeah, no. I, always think of, I always think of Matt Damon and Sarah Private Ryan when they get to him and he's just got the most sparkling, beautiful teeth you've ever seen. <laughs> like, no, you've been out there for a year. You're ruined. I know that, yeah, The Walking Dead should be a, you know, a show that we all you know are going for reality, right? But, <laughs> there are dead people walking around, right? But the other one is the the um, the incredible uh, manicured five o'clock shadow. Oh, the, the, yeah. the dude seems that like well, I'm like, are you shaving it to that length every day? Because that yeah. seems like an unnecessary thing to be doing. That would be the second thing I would grab. In a zombie apocalypse, my, my clippers, perfect, my perfect, your beard trimmer, my perfect, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one third inch. Right. Did, the show, did the episode end while they were doing the entire thing? Was it that? Oh, no. So you do find out what happens. Yeah, because this is the, the, I mean, this is, it was the final episode, wasn't it, of the the series, which is why I don't want to give all of it away if people haven't seen it. Because that, I did the cliffhanger thing, that nothing a cliffhanger. I wrote a sketch once about a date, 
where the, with a horrible guy, but he was she couldn't get out of the date because he was just really good at cliffhangers. Like oh, he right. absolutely. <laughs> so she kept trying to leave, and he'd always go, "Well, then you know, oh, did I tell you that's exactly what the Dalai Lama said to me before he?" She's like halfway down, like, "God, what?" Before he what turned into a chicken, it was a dream. Aha! Uh-huh. So my God, God, that is How that you... was the entire series, Heroes. Yeah. By the way, yes, <laughs> oh, I totally watched Heroes. Right. I really liked the the start and the, the cliffhanger. Yeah, right? yeah. Great. And, and the you, cliffhanger. Yeah, but they destroyed me. So terrible. Like, well, but four the season, in a row, the, over and over the and season over. finale of the first season was when they lost me because it was like save the cheerleader, save the world, and yeah. then you didn't need to save the cheerleader no. to save yeah. the world. Yeah, completely yeah. unnecessary. <laughs> uh, turns out completely unnecessary to save the cheerleader. But yeah, those cliffhangers were impossible. Right. You just had to go. Yeah, next yeah. next episode. And then, next, the ho- and then the whole episode would later. be terrible. And yeah. then you'd be like, oh, this bit's uh, good, though. Next. next. Yeah. Ah. Why do I keep going back? It's a terrible relationship. Well, I liked it because it had a lot of magic. Right. Not magic. Like, not magic. you know when they have a super... If you're going to do a supernaturally type show, then right. I want to see You want to see supernatural shit. Right. I want to yeah. see you laser and fly and do the stuff. Okay. I don't disagree Just with that no. at all. No? If you're going to no, make I'm, one. I'm right there with you. I think you need to really do it. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and, but heroes got ridiculous, <laughs> right? Yes. Yeah. Then they had like a hundred different people with yeah. powers all the time. Also, but they, they kept changing. I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a hundred percent big on a show where, like, I'm, I'm fine for not knowing whose allegiance is with who. Yeah. Right. But I don't want a show where people just fucking flip flop so much that you don't care if they're a good guy or a bad guy anymore. Yeah. Yes. That right? is the worst. You sh- any show where you can't tell because because on that show I remember. Like a third season, I was still watching, or maybe second season, and I was like, well, they all used to be bad guys, and right. now they're good guys, and the good guys used to be... B-. And then I was just like, well, I don't know who to root for, and I don't care anymore. Right. And that show was the king of that. Yeah. Lost did a little bit of that, too. There was a little bit of that on Lost, but I felt, I, you know, you know, I can't hear anything about it, guys. Lost. <laughs> can't do it. Nothing? Nothing. 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 I mean, I love I loved Lost, but Lost yeah. was also... Completely insane. Right, I, but I bought into Lost Like Religion. You like, did? I, I, yeah, I bought in like, nah, it's, I, I've decided that it's all perfect. So for you, And I'm going to overlook any For you, that it's, it's it. Radiohead Lost and Batman. Those are right. <laughs> They're my untouchables. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else we can negotiate, but I have three untouchables, three non-negotiables, which are Batman, Lost, and Radiohead. Can't wait to hear anything else bad against them. Anyway, we should yes. finish up. Well, you guys, you going thanks for coming mandate. on our podcast. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Wait, we're I felt you it. were really quiet for most of the time. I, I don't come alive till the, till the <laughs> after the first hour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is much like uh, you know one of those movies where the main character doesn't come in, yeah, you know, until halfway through the movie. Oh, hurtful! This was oh no, You're the main character. Wow. Was, uh, I uh, oh, I I just followed her on Twitter. It was pretty exciting. Okay, well we've actually we we've heard about this. Oh yeah, I did. You already talked about it. We 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 talking. Yeah. We talked about it, but it off. I don't. I was it off. I don't think we were recording. I don't think we were. Oh okay, right. <laughs> oh, okay, we <laughs> I forget. So here we go. Well, in that case, we didn't talk about it. We did talk about the fact that you guys did a um a gig together. And, yeah, uh, and I was very impressed. You're very funny. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Well, I was just saying I'd had because I left to go pace around about that gig and so missed 
we'll get it Because we, we thought oh. that Celia was on the uh, early show as well. So yeah. Oh, a, you were there at yeah. that time? Yeah. So oh. I, watched your, I watched your spot and... You watched Brian and the yourself and the guy you before you. you. And then she went, because yeah. she wasn't on that show, she went to she walk went to around, around and, around and, and get I ready. Yeah. I pace around. I put on my headphones. Yeah. And I put on old sets and I listen to old sets. Do I, you? Yeah, I pace Are you serious? Yeah. Your old sets? Just before you go on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does that not make you... Does that not make you, uh, when you're on stage, think, have I already told this joke? No, it doesn't. Never, I never go there. Really? Yeah. I, I always tell my jokes so many different ways that I just listen to them. and Oh, I did that that time. I did that that time. Right. And also, I think, helps with my... I found it helps with my timing. I love the idea that now... Now I love the idea that Radiohead are back to stage just... <laughs> Just with OK computer on or whatever. <laughs> just, just facing around. Yeah, I'll do it like that again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what do you yeah, do? We'll you play listen to, do you listen to music? What do you do? Sometimes a bit of music, or I talk to myself. Uh, like I talk to the set person. list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you mean? Well, you uh, go I'll through your set list. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Like, would you say just the set list or the jokes? The set list and often the linking, because I know the jokes, but it's just trying to. Because I'll change the set. I'll change the set every time. Right. So it's trying to forge the jokes together. It's the links. You know what I mean? I know the jokes, but it's when you get to the end of a joke and then that abyss of what comes next. She had a, your perfume joke. I did. I was like watching it and I was like, oh, I don't know if this is going to translate to American thing. And then it was kind of going okay. I was like, oh God, this is not going to. And then you turned it all around and you had oh. this like crazy awesome ending. It was one of those jokes where you don't, you, I always see jokes coming right. out and I did not see that bit coming. Well, it's been interesting here doing, it's like doing material for the first time because you just yeah. have no idea whether it's going to, like I've got a hoarder's bit, which I'm really, I haven't tried here yet because I don't know whether it'll feel like I'm giving <sighs> shit Horror, to... don't worry about it. To oh, hoarders? Right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, you can, <laughs> you can give shit to hoarders. Yeah, yeah, those, that's the, that's, we're really into giving shit to a lot of groups. Okay, right. cool. But hoarders specifically, you but, can But really... it's based on, it's a bit that's based on yeah. it. Yeah, but any, any of those bits show. on those American reality shows, yeah. they're not precious about those things. Right. Cool. Yeah. yeah, it's but fine. You just, you you can't, no one's going to so, like be in the audience going, "Hang on, don't be coming over here with Australia with your opinions on ice road truckers." <laughs> <laughs> I know we've got five different kinds of pawn shops. Where right. we get we get super precious about our shitty reality shows. Do you? yeah, we don't care for you and you outsiders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, about, that's right. But coming yeah. to our country, <laughs> mocking just, our top chef. Yeah. It's an interest. It's a weird thing to throw it out and just go. I have no idea if this is going to work. The type of joke. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, yeah. I had that when I was down there. I didn't know what was going to go and what wasn't, but yeah. But yeah, it's been fun. Anyway, go to Matt. Well, how, what are, you, are, you, do? are you almost done here? Or are you going back? I'm going Thursday, so I've got cool. a couple more. I'm doing a gig called Keep It. Cl- oh no, I'm not immigration. I'm not doing any gigs. Oh, you're not doing any gigs. You're doing no, any gigs. No, no gigs. No gigs. Keep it. That's a weird, that is a weird. If you were to do a show, yeah, no, well, If I was to do a show, <laughs> let's, let's not get get kicked out of the country. Yes. <laughs> anyway, they're free shows, when right? Does this go out, like they're free shows. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They like I mean, it's not like you. I mean, that's the weird thing. It's literally you're by the letter of the law. You're not doing anything that you're not allowed to do you're not no. getting paid to work here no. but I know they do get a bit weird about comedians doing gigs yeah. while they're here because people in customs can't understand that oh, comedians don't get, don't get paid all the time yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, no seriously no. I've got heaps yeah. of gigs that we're not getting paid but and this is not a rot this is comedy this is, this is how it works <laughs> <laughs> like, we're not rotting immigration they're rotting me as a performer that is happening but it happens everywhere yeah. Yeah, I got stuck at the border in Canada, <coughs> Canada for a couple hours going to Montreal once. They just couldn't... Couldn't understand that you were working for free? Yeah. 
Yeah, for no, making no money. Yeah, yeah, no. that's pretty great. Just, oh, yeah, but thank you. Yeah, yeah. Please make me explain that further, right. further detail. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not making any money though. I don't know how I live either. Yeah, I'm just gonna go run into traffic you know now. Thanks. Sure. Call my parents. They also <laughs> would like to talk about this. Uh, they, they have a lot to say yeah, about it. They've, the they've got some opinions. It came as a surprise to them as well. <laughs> Let my dad recount the conversation he had me with me when I told him I was buying a house. Yeah. My dad, honestly, I'd been doing comedy for about 12 years and I'd been on television for like seven. And when I told my dad I was buying a house, the conversation we had where he was so surprised that someone at a bank would lend me money. I had the exact same <laughs> conversation when my dad saw that I had a new car. Right. He was like, how did you get that? I'm like, well, I leased it. He's like, how did you get a lease? Like, it was like, <laughs> aren't you some dirtbag living in a gutter? It's like, no, I'm, I do okay. What? <laughs> I've been in ads and stuff, Dad. They pay for those. I've done a lot of shitty unpaid gigs. But... <laughs> Where do you get it? Okay, all right. All right, yep. Right, Thank um, you. Celia, thanks for being part of the podcast. Thanks very much. Um, we, uh, oh, I want people to find you. That's what Ooh. we do normally at the end. Okay. So, uh, are you on the Twitters? I am, yes. Yeah, so what's your Twitter? I think it's just at Celia Pacuola. Yeah. If you ever have trouble <laughs> to find... You just, think, you just think it is? Well, because you have two I would things. Also, I would like to say... It's Celia Pacuola, but then there's at CPAC, oh. so I don't know which one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, at CPAC. He has oh. an underscore. Right. Oh, right. You want, to be, you want to say at CPAC? At CPAC. P-A-C-K. Is it P-A-C-K? At CPAC. Yeah, yeah, I would say yeah. I, finding your last name just by saying it is not an easy... Yeah, well, no. but the thing is, if you just Google Changing Celia and Comedian... It comes up, it, except it, for the I'm French the only guy. one, except for the French guy. There's yeah. a French guy? Oh, he's quite a bunch of material. Uh, oh, really? No, yes. that's, that's, good. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Um, I like it. Uh, <laughs> well done. Well done. Uh, that was good. What was I going to say? I can't remember. That's yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> she can't even look at you. That's what I love. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Uh, I could change my name. Yeah, right. we've already been talking about it. To lipstick. Lipstick yeah. is my. Yeah. Lipstick. My name's going to be lipstick. Right. Lipstick. When I'm a drag queen, that's my star. Yeah. Skyline. Skyline. Lipstick. I was going to say yeah. lipstick yeah. starship. Why, why, why would Skyline. you? Why would you not? No. Um, all right. So. Uh, uh, you can find you there now. Um, where do you have next? London, London gigs. London next. So there's people in London who listen to this. I'm going to give plug my oh. gigs while we're talking about London. Uh, I'm at the Soho Theatre from May 27th for two weeks. So it'd be great if people came. But where can people find you? Oh, it's a scattergun of gigs. Uh, I'm doing some of the Manchester Comedy Store and a few stores. Just. Around. around so if people follow you oh, on Twitter or yeah, something will you plug them yeah. okay cool um, do that and I, I'm also doing set list in London on June the 3rd at Shoreditch so awesome. that sounds like does that might thing, be it. when does that thing stop being everywhere never everywhere you are it's happening <laughs> right. doesn't matter what country you're in you're doing set lists right that's yeah <laughs> yeah it'd be like in a conspiracy movie people would be starting to go hang on I've never seen like in the way, same way as Jessica Fletcher in Murder She Wrote was in the same place as all those murders <laughs> is it a coincidence or not I tend to find one when there's one in town I'm yeah. a bit like I'm with set list I'm a bit like Matt Damon in Rounders Okay. I can just sniff it out when yeah. I get into town. I'm sure. like, is there a set list? I mean, it doesn't end well, though. No. Apparently, I nearly did a I nearly did a cut price set list. That's how desperate I was for a set list. Oh. So I hit them up for when I was in LA. Uh-huh. I said, is there any set lists on when I'm in town? And I, there wasn't. I missed them. <laughs> I just saw an alley going, you got some topics? Just, no, I got any topics. Mate, <laughs> mate seriously. So just, just put three random words on, on a piece of paper. Okay, just, okay. Please. Ratfish? Yeah, just. I can do ratfish. <laughs> <laughs> I need it. Come on. <laughs> yeah. 
I, I'm doing a warm up for improv shows yeah. around town, but they don't know I'm on. Like I just get down to UCB five minutes before the show and I jump up and I just do as many topics as I can until somebody gets me off stage. <laughs> but um, yeah, so they said to me, they said, "Oh no, we don't have one of our main shows, but we have like an out of town sort of new comics." set list wow. but they said like you know they're not really you know stand yeah comics of your level but you can go out and do that and i was like really i was like there was part of me that was like i could drive out of town to <laughs> be in some Gosh. room to just get a little <laughs> anyway instead i'm doing the one in london which right. is a proper gig so do anyway think, do you think this is going to end up with a club being called set list where people just go in and do this you know, oh, that's actually not a bad idea i don't yeah. mind the idea of a set list club i don't know i mean eventually i think like like many of these things. And I, part of the reason that I like doing it now is that I feel like now is while while it's exciting and yeah. while it's happening and while, you know, when you go and do set lists, you see some of the top best quick comedians in the world at yeah. the moment having a go at it. Mm. And it's still at that place where no one quite, no, you know, can nail it every time. Yeah. So I think it's exciting. But I think eventually people will just work out how to do it well and yeah. and then people will kind of, you know, the, maybe the intrigue of it will... Yeah. I mean, I think they'd, they'd be better to keep it, you know, as a fresh thing. I think I, I think it works really well in festivals. Yeah. That's my favourite thing about it is during a comedy festival yeah. where you've got access to all those acts who are there doing different things, but they love the idea of doing a set list show because it's not like doing a late night show where you have to prepare a different set or you have to get your head in that sort of, right. like, you know, it's literally like, oh, well, I don't have to prepare anything. Mm. I can rock up. Everyone's around. Yeah. I reckon it works well there. Mm. Anyway, I'll be doing that have as you, well. Have Great. you done it? I have, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right, um, Celia, um, people can find you on Twitter, then they can come and see you do gigs. Yep. Th- thank you for being part of the podcast. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on our show. 